IDC podcast, the podcast where we talk about everything and anything, doesn't matter what or when or who or why, we will talk about it at some point. My name is Lucas and I'm the one starting this because why not? The idea would be like if someone walked up to you and said, what do you want to talk about? And you said, I don't care. We talk about movies, songs, video games, board games, food, books, personality traits, people, animals, history, anything and everything you can think of except politics. There's enough of that going on in the world. We can agree, disagree, or agree to disagree on any opinions, facts, or anything else that comes up in the episodes because that's life. We're just having a good time. Oh, Oklahoma. The classic musical about a group of people from the great state of Oklahoma in in 1906, the early 1900s. Oklahoma is one of the musicals to talk about and here to discuss this riveting yet sometimes strange musical is lucas how you doing lucas yeah i love how confusing this is lucas and lucas but yes lucas again we're at it again except there's no john to uh there's no john to like distinguish between us last time we talked about love never dies correct uh yes yes and now we're on oklahoma That's what we're talking about, Oklahoma, the musical. And I feel we kind of had a little private discussion before we recorded, and it feels like there's going to be a good conversation today. Yes, I'm excited. I like like this show, but I don't like this show. Huh. But yeah. I I mean, uh, it's... hmm, I don't even know where to start. So pretty much if you're not familiar with the show Oklahoma, it's this kind of an average love story. I don't want to use the word average, but it is a very average love story. You know, girl likes boy, boy likes girl. They hate each other because they like each other. And so they're like, nah, 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 nah. And then some stuff happens and there's a dance break and everything goes home happy, blah, blah, blah. Right? Is that a pretty good yeah. summary of it? That's pretty good. It's like middle school in the West. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then if you're, not, if you're not familiar with, you know, where it's based off of, it's pretty much in Oklahoma. That's why it's. Yes, with the sense of the title, Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, would you um, describe it in any other way? Um, without getting too dramaturgical, um, dramaturgical. I would just say, yeah, dramaturgical. Uh, I would say um, it's, an, it's a very early musical. And... I think the best way to put it, the plot you've described perfectly is, you know, typical boy meets boy loves girl, girl loves boy, they hate each other kind of thing, set in the West, so very cowboyish at times, um, well, pretty much the whole time, what am I saying? Yeah, the and, whole um, entire time. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, it's basically singing and dancing cowboys and cowgirls, that's, that's yeah. a lot of the show, yes, not to sound... What's the word? I just lost my word. Stereotypical, but that's pretty much it. It's pretty plain. Yeah. 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 Uh well the first production of it um was in the night was in nineteen forty three. And it 
it uh, I don't even know. Like it's a classic. It's your tradition it's, it's a traditional classic. classic musical. Well, so not so I'll get give a little history here as well. So in musical theater history, the first considered it's one of the first considered book musicals. Um, there is Showboat in there as well at a bunch of different shows, but like previous to this, a lot of shows were, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, Lucas, but a lot of shows were just, oh, we're going to put on a, put in a correction. I just realized what I missed said. There were shows that were book musicals, but it was, let's take the songs that are popular of the times and throw them in there. Yeah. When this show came along, the music was written to complement the story. Yeah. So that's what made it really, like, different and more of a landmark um, for um, musical theater. Mm -hmm. So other than the fact that it's obviously about cowboys and cowgirls, which is a really weird topic combined with musical theater, if you really think about it, in modern days. But back then, it was, I guess just considered a western musical and so yeah i think that's the best way to describe it so yeah yeah it's a very early on and you can yeah. definitely tell by the way it's written and everything yeah um yes yeah i mean i just like <clears throat> the it's i mean i watched it recently and I'm watching it through the modern day eyes and mm -hmm. you know, is there stuff about it? That's very cringy. Yes. But is there stuff about it? That's very not cringy. Yes. I mean, there were several moments where I was just like, man, yeah, that's, that, that's, that's good. That's a good thing right there. I like that. Uh, but then there's other stuff that I'm like, Oh gosh, pretty much the whole thing of whatever that lady's name is. Odo Annie. Oh, Adoani, whatever. Yeah, She's my favorite character. Sorry, we're get, skipping ahead a little bit. She's my favorite character in the show, but yes, she is very cringeworthy. I don't even know how to say her name half the time, but yeah. <laughs> just I, call I, her I Annie, I guess. A Annie, yeah. <laughs> um, I will just preface to say, um, when I first saw this show, I hated it. Mm. I hated it, hated it. Hated it, but I was going through a phase um, back in my early drama years when I was first getting into drama and then made it my career as a theater teacher. But I will have to say that I hated basically all of the old classics. Like, mm. I didn't like Sound of Music. I didn't mm. like um, anything. Basically, I didn't really just care for that kind of time period. Mm. And it might have been because that was the kind of popular mindset back then was oh it's old and boring let's look at all the new stuff that's cool yeah. and blah, blah 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 but the more i direct and the more i just sit down and watch shows i've kind of got to the place where there's not really a show i dislike anymore because uh -huh. I take the time to analyze it, and I say that, and there will be a show that we do next time that I'm like, I hate it. But um, I take the time to analyze them and just kind of look at them, and I kind of sympathize with them a little bit more. Like, Oklahoma, as much as I was like, oh, this is cringy, this is kind of boring, 
I look at it now and I'm like, you know, this is in its own way producing is a challenging show. You know, um, mm. with to me, the dancing can be challenging because it's musical theater, but yet it's Western. That's a weird combo. Yeah. Um, it's, um, you know, the time period now doing anything that's a period piece. Um, cause this would be considered a period piece is kind of difficult. Everyone's like, Oh, it's just Western. But like, I don't know how to bring a Surrey with the French on top on stage. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, like stuff like that. And you know, it's, and when doing a Western, like it's in the West, it's, you have the animal aspect, like how do you convincingly bring an animal or display an animal on stage? You know, that's a whole different conversation. I'm getting deep tonight, but yeah. like there's just stuff like that. And I'm just like, okay, you know, like I, I like, I'm more sympathetic to the story. It's a typical love story. But back then, if you look at all those, like when it first came out, all those stories that were these musicals were typically boy loves girl, girl loves boy. They act like they hate each other. There's usually a, third person in the triangle poor judd um and yeah like it's that's kind of the typical foundation for those type of shows and that foundation to me is the key word here is oklahoma is a very foundational musical mm-hmm. like it laid the foundation for a lot of things that we currently see today and what's shocking is it's still being done yeah like it was just recently revived on, you know, Broadway in a whole new way. Hmm. Well, yeah. So, well, that's go one, ahead. That's one thing that I, while watching it, that's one of the things that I was very impressed on was the dancing. Um, you had mentioned, you know, how to yes. mix the musical and Western of it. And it really did kind of very much come together. I mean, I watched the 1955 version, um, mm-hmm. which is probably the, I don't know, probably the cheesiest of them all. I don't know. I haven't seen. Uh, yeah. That's the move. That's the like movie theatrical version. Correct. Yeah, isn't yeah. it? Or yeah. yeah. It's, it's like you're watching, um, you know, one of those shows American in Paris. Yes. Yeah. It's like, okay, we're going to film this. on. Don't the even live. get me started on the. Yeah. Don't even get me started on the ballet sequences in those shows back then. Yeah. Oh, there's going to there, trust me. Yeah, there's there's... Gonna be, we'll, we'll have a topic of conversation with that. Oh, um, yeah. So, uh, but it is the dancing. I mean, I was very much impressed with the dancing, especially in the Kansas City um, yes, number. With the rope. Don't he, doesn't he use a rope? I think at one point he does. But, yeah. I mean, they're, they're incorporating. It's just, you. As a as a performer as, and as an artist, you appreciate what's happening. But as a normal, common folk person, you're like, "Why is this cowboy tap dancing?" <laughs> yeah, you're like, yeah. "What what is happening here?" <laughs> it's just like like that's exactly what I was thinking when I was watching it. I was like, "Wow, I'm really impressed with what's going on." But why the heck is that cowboy tap dancing? <laughs> it's like, is that does that just, seem logical? It's too parallel. It's too like opposite ends of the spectrum that we don't like nowadays we don't equate that like we equate the west with i guess and i hate the sound uh i hate saying this 
because it's not true, but our nation's built on stereotypes and like we're like, oh, Western, very manly man, they don't dance, they they drink beer and shoot things. And then you have a tap dancing cowboy on stage. Like yeah. and it works, but it's not something necessarily I think, especially in a modern audience, something we're not used to. I know when I show this musical to kids, it kind of throws them for a loop. Yeah. Um, the teenagers okay. are like, "This is different." I go, "This is a classic, and it's been around for it's been around forever." So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, one of the things that I want to talk about, and we've already kind of mentioned it a little bit, are the characters in the show. Um, Obviously, you have you kind of have all the spectrums of everything. You know, you have the uh, the gentleman, which he's not really a gentleman, Curly, but he is a gentleman. That's what mm -hmm. they do. he's a Western gentleman. He's yeah. the cowboy version of what a gentleman would be. Yeah. He's rough around the edges, in my opinion, but at the same time, he truly tries to do the right thing and by by the girl. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Then you have Judd, who's like burly and creepy, and yes, know. poor Judd. Poor, Judd is dead. Poor Judd. <laughs> Judd is dead. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that's an interesting song. Anyway, um, but, yeah. Uh, um, one of the characters that I specifically want to mention because when I was watching it. The whole time, I don't want to get political or anything, but the whole time that I was thinking about this thing, the entire time, is uh, Aunt Eller. Yes. That's a great woman part right there. I was mm -hmm. like, wow. She's dancing. She's moving. She's funny. She's in almost every scene, practically almost she's every scene. She's a powerful character and a character that's looked over a lot. But she's a very powerful character in that show. And I kind of get sad when everyone just kind of degrades her to a secondary, like, character. Because she really does, in my opinion, she moves the plot along quite nicely. Well, and she she has more stage time or screen time than a lot of the main actors do, I feel like. Yes. She's kind of that... She's She's kind of that base, that anchor throughout the whole show. She, like, they're all going through their crap, and they're all going through their, I love you, I hate you, I love you, blah, 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 blah. They're going mm -hmm. through all this stuff with Judd and all that, and she's just kind of a constant. Yeah. And that's what I really like about her. She's just consistently throughout the show, in her own way, trying to keep the peace. But I almost, I almost want to say, it's like she already knows what the ending of the show is going to be. Yeah. Like, she knows they're spoiler alert. She knows they're going to end up the the right couples are going to end up together, etc. And she's just kind of letting it happen. Well, she knows it in the first scene. Yes, and it's I think it's that idea of like young passion ver versus age and wisdom. Mm -hmm. So like she represents that age and wisdom, just like oh I've seen this before, you know I experienced this before. So yeah. I don't know. Once again, I'm going deep. I go deep. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, that that's one of the characters that I specifically wanted to mention because the whole time I was thinking, wow, this is a great character. Yes. Like, she's probably my favorite character in the show. Because, well, she's not my favorite, but she's up there. Yeah. No, I do want to admit, well, I know, we know your favorite. 
my <laughs> least my least favorite. Anyway, um, I did want to mention that it's a two hour show, two two hours and thirty minutes, two twenty, I think the movie was, and about mm-hmm. an hour in, I was bored. Yes, that is definitely something about it. Is if you're not. <sighs> See, back then, I think, and once again, this is kind of deep and going into looking at our culture, but back then, when the show was first created, whether as the movie or just like the show in itself, when it was put on stage, there wasn't a lot of options to watch. Like, there were options, but not compared to today. And... I feel like that helped because it was so new and it was a new way of doing musicals. And I feel like just the love story, I felt like back then people had less to entertain them, I guess. So they didn't get bored as easy Yeah, because they didn't have cell phones. They didn't have computers. They didn't have like Netflix. And so I feel like that helped skyrocket to popularity if it would come out in a time period like today eh, yeah don't think it would do that well yeah um and i feel like the time the timing in which it came out really aided it um but i will say that it it's definitely a show that when i direct it someday because i will um is definitely show the parents of my my kiddos who are going to be in it are just coming to watch their kid. Because yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's like, oh my gosh, they're doing Oklahoma, let's go watch it. Like, uh, it's definitely long, tedious. We kind of tiptoe around the whole love triangle thing between Curly and Judd and all of them. What's the girl's name? I know her name. I keep blanking. Lori, I think. Lori, yes. Why I want <laughs> like to call her Lori. I like how you said I'm like, love triangle between Judd and Curly. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, that isn't necessarily correct. <laughs> I'm like, I almost called her Laurel, which is close, but it's like Lori, it's, yeah. I think it's Lori. Um yeah, yeah I mean uh yeah, Lori. I'm like I have a computer in front of me. I could have yeah, I've got, I've got. Google uh, it to I've double got, check, but I'm like, no I've love triangle a... between Judge and Curly <laughs> and Lori. Yes. Yes. I mean, so it's just there's about forty minutes of the show that could just be canceled out and be fine, including the ballet. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, and that I mean, I guess we could get to that right now since we're on that topic, but. Uh, Dance breaks. Um, dance breaks are wonderful. They can also be overdone. Dance breaks. I mean, you know, I I have it written down on my on my script here that says dance breaks question mark question mark. <laughs> um, it deserved two question marks because I feel like that's when I got bored. Is I can agree with that. Yeah, you know what do. And I could probably do a whole episode over dance breaks and in these musicals um, and kind of what's the point of them. I mean, I know what the point of them is, being a performer, Mm -hmm. but does a dance break really move the story along in any way, shape, or form? It can, but yeah, we could do a whole episode over this. Um, 
They can. However, like I've seen wonderful dance breaks that are used to transition, show um, show time being moved forward, show um, location being changed on stage, um, show um, ensemble or community unrest or opinion. Um, oh boy, I'm really deep tonight. What did I eat? Um, <laughs> but um, I feel like back then, dance breaks were there just to showcase, oh, we can dance. Yeah. Like back then, like, because this is still like early on in the, it could be argued that this is not as early on in the, um, creation and evolution of musical theater but it's still pretty early in my professional opinion um uh. but i think back then it was we have these people who can sing we have these people who can act and it's a musical so we need them to dance and let's just hire a bunch of dancers and come see something you haven't seen before yeah like let's just dance the dance and i feel like back then especially rogers and hammerstein with a lot of their musicals, South Pacific, different musicals, they um, they just put them in there to dance. Like yeah. Carousel, it's in there to dance. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's just, in so in Oklahoma, the, the dance break is the dream sequence. Where, the ballet dream sequence. Where Lori's sleeping and she has, you know body doubles <laughs> come in i mean it's not even them it's like that's the thing about this particular dance break like in american in paris um you literally have ooh, what's that guy's name crap oh my gosh what's his name gene kelly you know gene, yeah. Ke gene kelly an amazing artist he can dance he can act he can sing he can do everything and you watch his movies because you know he can do all those things but in then, Oklahoma, you just watch these random people stand in for the main characters yeah. and they do it all. Yeah, in, in in the 1955 movie, you legitimately have two two look-alike people who aren't the main actors come in and do this elaborate dance with a bunch of other people. Well, and even in like I don't I don't know about the Broadway revival, but I know like in a lot of productions of the show nowadays that I've seen, they still do that where they bring in the doubles. Hmm. And I'm just, I'm like, okay, like I get that, but I feel like, I don't know. I just feel like if that's the role, it should be them doing it. You know, like yeah. they should be representing themselves in that. I get that it's a dream sequence, um, but it looks like. Lori had something in her tea and had a little high sequence. Sorry, I mean it for the rating of this, but that's what it looks like. Yeah, it yeah. does. It does bring more talent into the scene, you know, into yeah. the, into the fold of it. But I mean, in the end, who needs? Oh my gosh. Okay, so the dream sequence in the Oklahoma, it does. Now that I think about it, it does do some form of character development. It does do some form of uh, story progression because really in the dream sequence you realize that 
Judd and Lori aren't getting together. It was never a thing, even though they made it seem like a thing at the beginning, but it's not. And she's just as creeped out by him, and he, she just does not like him. And so you realize that mm-hmm. in the dream sequence. Um, but on the other side of things, you could have probably just done that in a scene or whatever, too. Agreed. But. And I honestly feel that it can be, with the right actress and act, actor and actress, it can be portrayed on stage with the scenes leading up to to get that across. Because if I ever do this show, I will be asking for permission to cut the dream sequence. Because mm-hmm. it's just a lot. It is. And it's a lot. And it's a lot to just have them... I feel like back then once again this whole idea of entertainment has changed but i feel like back then it was a big like oh look at all these people dancing and oh we're just gonna watch this because people would go to shows just to watch people dance yeah like back then but nowadays it's like i don't feel like and i can hear my friend chris page who's an excellent choreographer yelling at me right now in the back of my head i don't feel like a lot of people go out just to watch dance shows there has to be some kind of theme or story tied to it and yes technically there is in oklahoma but i just feel like the ballet sequence has kind of died because i can say that's the hot that's the hardest part for my students when they watch oklahoma is they don't understand why all this is happening and no one's saying anything or no one's singing. Everyone's been singing this entire movie, Mr. Dement. Why in the world is no one singing now? Well, yeah, I mean, it's art. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I appreciate it. I understand the symbolism of it. I understand what it's supposed, why it's there, what it's supposed to mean. But, ugh. <laughs> And I also feel like the setting of the show kind of undermines that a little bit. Because earlier in this podcast, I was talking about how we don't really equate the Western style a lot with this, with musicality or with dancing and that type of dancing. And all of a sudden you have all these cowboys and cowgirls just doing ballet. Yeah. And I feel like that's a big disconnect nowadays in our generation. Like, well... I'm, now I sound really like a philosopher in our generation. In our generation. Um, of, oh, no, no. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's I'm a, just uppity tonight. <laughs> it's it's just a thing that I want to talk about, and like I and like we talked about, we could we could have a own separate episode about that. But oh my uh, gosh, yes. <clears throat> but I just had to bring it up because it was very it was it just brought it to my forefront of my mind when I was watching it. But uh, so anyway, yeah. let's let's move on to the music. Because <sighs> the music is so the music's the lifesaver in dang my opinion. Catchy, yes, catchy. I mean, I love it. Just like you said, yeah. it's sort of the lifesaver because, yeah, like you hate it but you love it at the same time. It's, it's one oh of those, my gosh, I love it. It's one of those things where you hate it when you're listening to it, but then when you're not listening to it, you're humming it. Yes, or and I feel like that's why a lot of people still like the show, is because the music is catchy. Yeah. Like Sir with a fringe on top. Who the heck knows what a Surrey is until you see the show? But then all <laughs> of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, this is like so cool. This is like, I love that song. I love Oh What a Beautiful Morning. I love I'm Just a Girl Who Can't Say No. Oh um, I love all like, yes, Kansas City. Uh 
Yeah. All those songs. Um, yeah. Oh, I love the music. Sorry, yeah. I'm having a moment. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the music is a solid point of it. I mean, Oh, What a Beautiful Morning is the is the song to sing when you're learning to sing. Yes. I feel like. It's all like, okay. It's an iconic opening number. It's an iconic, uh, it's just so iconic. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, okay, I'm taking vocal lessons. What do you want me to sing? I think you should sing Oh, What a Beautiful Morning. My, my teacher did that to me. Mine did too. And she was like, I think you're with your baritone bass, uh, whatever it's called. I think you just nail this song. I'm like, yes, I know I would nail it, <laughs> but do I want to nail it? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like I know I will sing this great, but I—that's the reason why I don't want to sing it. I think I, I think I, I think we practiced it a couple times, and I was just like, I'm done with this song. I don't understand. <laughs> and of course, it's very much like once again, the music is so catchy. And a lot of people roll their eyes and go, oh, Oklahoma, because it's, once again, it's so mainstream. It's like, God help us if we're, we won't be here, but if musical theater and everything's here, like, a hundred years from now, people are probably going to roll their eyes at Hamilton. Like, because it's, like, anything that's a landmark blockbuster usually turns out to be, like, the generation in which it's happening, they love it. But then the generations after are like, wow. oh, that's so, like, that's so typical. That's so mainstream. That's so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's so 2000 and, what did, what did Hamilton come out? Late. 16? <laughs> that's so 20, 2016. That's so 20, yeah, I think it came out 2016, 2015. Because it was coming it. out when I graduated out of college. Oh my God, I'm old. You are old. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah. one of the songs that I absolutely despise and you love it is the. Oh my gosh, it's my favorite. It's the No song. It's the one that you sang. I'm just that girl okay. who can't say no. Okay, so I'm I, in oh a serious stop, fix. Stop. <laughs> just stop. <laughs> stop it. So, I have a question. Yes. Was the actress who originally played that character horrible? Or is that a character choice? Or is that, is that a character personality? I don't know the actress that well. I do know this is, I will once again say, talking about the show, how iconic it is. Um, if, oh, what a beautiful morning is an iconic opening number. A girl who can't say no is an iconic character song. Um, and back then, I don't think the movie does the song justice. Is it hilarious? But to me, yes. Um, <laughs> you cringe throughout the entire thing. I think the first time we watched this together, I was busting out laughing and you were cringing and like wanting to turn it off. Yes. Um, this whole number. But... I would I will say that like modern renditions of it as well as the revival um with oh I know her name I just lost it 
Um, she's the first actress um, to win a Tony, and she's in a she was in a wheelchair, and she played this role. Oh, um, yeah. and it was amazing. Yes, she's amazing. Yeah, Sorry if you're listening to this beautiful, wonderful person who won a Tony. You're amazing. I just can't remember your name, and I feel so bad. Yeah, um, I don't think she's listening, but if she was, she might. Fair. You never know. Um, never I feel know. bad. Uh -huh. Um, but like her rendition of it, and I feel like the way you play that song, cause it's meant to be a comedic, funny song, but it's part of my language. It's also about a girl who's a little bit of a slut and like she, she likes the male attention and yeah. it can be played super, super slutty. Um, it can be played super just like I like male attention. Um, I enjoy when the guys come after me, it can be played over the top which is what i think the movie does um but i just think it's a fun song i yeah. think that character is a fun character because like you said in the movie and in the show itself because it is a two-hour show it can get kind of boring and yeah. all of a sudden you have this quirky character number come up with her trying to justify to her boyfriend that she likes she likes men yeah. Like she loves male attention and he wasn't mm -hmm. around. So yeah. Allison Stroker. Yes. Oh God. Allison Stroker. You're amazing. Fantastic. I'm talking to you as if you're on the other side of this computer screen, but yeah. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. No, but I mean, that that's the question that I had because you know, that character is so annoying and it is her voice. Yes. And <laughs> Not to be blunt. I do not like her. I do not like her singing voice in that. Um, in this particular in the movie. Number. I mean, it's almost like no. okay. So, side note, and it's a really big side note, but uh, it's almost like Les Mes on the on that one. Uh, I can't remember what year it was, but it, it was. Yes, it was the YouTube they did one day more, and the girl who played um, um, is it Eponine? Yeah. Yes, like. I'm sure she's talented, but the way she sang that song was not great. Well, and yeah. it's not just that, but there's that one, I think it's like the anniversary album or the yeah. anniversary show where they have this, oh, this one lady who plays Ebony and, and for the entire show and her singing is just not on par with the others. And she's, she, I feel like she is, no, I can't remember her name right now, but she's known as being one of the, She's she's known as being the ebony that was not very good. Yeah, I know you're talking about, but I can't think of her name right yeah. now. Um, so I, I was just curious because that character is just so interesting and weird, and I don't know. I feel like Ali Stroker, Allison Stroker. She she kind of brought for me at least. I liked the character because I liked that the character was weird. But when I saw her performance at the Tonys of that song, because she performed it for mm. the Tony Awards. Um, I was like, okay, this is how this song's meant to be sang. Yeah. Because I feel like just the movie version, like, I like cheesy, quirky, cringy stuff. So I was like, oh, I like that. But then I was like, this, watching Allison's performance of it, I was like, this is more validated. Yeah. This is more... This just went from a goofy song to a song that actually has meaning for the character. Yeah. So I'm just not a major fan of that. Back then, 
I feel like it was probably hilarious. They liked the goofy, dumb girl. Um, I feel like, not to make it political, but I feel like Allison's version of her made her a lot more... What's... Eight, have a sense of agency. Yeah. And have a sense of, you know, like, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. I feel like the original version is more like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just dumb. Well, you know, what, and you know, yeah. What's, yeah, I mean, you know, what's funny is when I was watching it, I was thinking, wow, there's a, there's a lot of strong, independent women in this show. And mm-hmm. uh, usually, you know, in a, in a older traditional musical, you don't have that stuff. But I mean, I feel like in this show or just in any traditional show, the, the, the women characters are strong in their own way. Uh, they know what they want, they know how to get it, and they know what they're mm-hmm. doing. Um, yeah. Especially in... And Eller's a beast! Yeah, and uh, I mean, even Laurie in a sense, like, Laurie was a very yes. strong, independent uh, woman in this show. Um, well, she didn't just throw her... Granted, it was kind of the middle school love thing, but she didn't just throw herself into Curly's arms. Yeah. She, I mean... you know, she did kind of cause some trouble, but... That was her choice. Well, and she and, even, she even stood up yeah. to Judd. Yes, she did. Like, and and I think people get stuck on the fact. Well, well, she wants she needs a man. What? Who said that? Who says Who that? Said that. Yeah, it's just like who said that she needs a man? There's a whole song about her saying mm-hmm. how she doesn't need a man. Yeah, it's like these. But she's like, oh well, they're still lovers and they're still together, and she still wants to be with him. Well, yeah, that's love, you know? Yeah, she wants to, but she doesn't, she's telling the world she doesn't need necessarily to be with him, but she wants to. Yeah. But everyone else is saying, you need this, you need this. You need to end up with Judd, or you need to end up with Curly. And she's like, no. And even Curly, in my opinion, to a point, is kind of telling her that she needs, like, she needs him. Yeah. No, she wants him. And what's not to want? But, like, yeah. Oh, so speaking of Curly, um, we have to mention this, of course, Hugh Jackman. Um, of course. Uh, I mean, That's that, the version I usually show my students. Yeah, that, that I mean, obviously, if you're a big Hugh Jackman fan and you're listening to this, if you haven't been liking anything that we've been saying, and now all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, Hugh Jackman, what? Because uh, <laughs> that's probably what you're doing right now. Um, he does play Curly in a uh, in a version of, I think it's the London Revival. Um, yeah, it's a film stage version. I think it's the film London version. Yeah. So it's actually not like a movie theatrical version. It's They filmed it on stage. On stage. And, uh, and just, I think it's called a pro shot. Cause that's what they did with Hamilton. It's like a pro shot. Oh yeah. yeah. And uh, just yeah. saying, if you want to listen to Hugh Jackman sing, sorry, with a fringe on top and other songs, you know, just go to YouTube and search it. Cause he's on there. And, he's on uh, there and it's beautiful. Watch the show. Yeah. I mean, I love Hugh Jack. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Side note. We could have a whole other episode about Hugh Jackman and everything. Um, yes, we can. So, so um, one of the things about the songs that I wanted to mention, or when we talk about the music, is uh, the score was so popular when it became uh, when it came out that it became the first musical to have a complete original cast album uh, by a major label, and that's kind of what started the beginning of the trend i guess of the recordings of original cast cast recordings thank you oklahoma yes i mean 
There's so many cast original cast recordings I love. I mean, Wicked? Uh, yes, please. And a bunch of others. So uh, the fact that this musical and the scoring and, Rogers and Roger and Hammerstein did such a good job at writing and composing it, you know, for it to actually get uh, accepted by a major label is a pretty big thing and the start of something really huge as well. Yeah, once again, that idea that, like, I keep telling people, this isn't obviously maybe everyone's favorite because of the story, but it's up there in my favorites because it's just a landmark classic. It's like, I, I love Wizard of Oz, but there are things about Wizard of Oz I don't like, but once again, it's a landmark classic. We need to do an episode on Wizard of Oz. Oh my gosh. I just, yes. We do. Sorry. Trust me, it's on we the do. list. We do. Yes. Oh my gosh, please. I want to be on that one. But yeah. sorry, back to Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So, okay. So we already know favorite character. Just say What's it. your favorite character? Oh, you said Aiden Eller. Yeah. Just say yeah. who's your favorite character. Just say it again. Yes. I love Annie. I do mm, Annie. I, do I love her so much. Yeah. And you already yes. mentioned why a little bit. So. Yeah. Uh, she's just great. She's and, great. And the favorite song is the same song that she sings. Yes. And you already mentioned why as well. Yeah. If I had a second, it would be Surrey with the fringe on top because it's just so catchy. Yeah. And yeah. beautifully sung and beautifully executed. Yeah. Yeah. I would say, yeah. uh, and Aunt Eller, and I would actually say Surrey with the fringe on top is my favorite. It's such a good song. Such a good song. song. Such a good song. It's always gets stuck in my head. Um, but the song Oklahoma, <laughs> you know, the pivotal song, the reason, you know, they put this in. We're called Oklahoma, Oklahoma. Yes. Uh, the song Oklahoma. Now, did they did they write it specifically for Oklahomians, or did Oklahoma just steal it? I think Oklahoma stole it. <laughs> Because, I mean, isn't like that? Isn't that like their national or their state song, probably? Oh, I have no clue, but probably if it was written for you and it's great, why would you not? <laughs> like, <laughs> it is super short. I, yeah. Is my brain, you know, my brain's always going. But yeah, so your favorite character, Aunt Eller. Let's do least favorite character. Least favorite character? Oh, gosh. Um,. Well, that's easy for you. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Yes, who's who's yours? Yes, um, mine. I'd have to say is I just don't really. It's a tie between um, Judd because I just don't really. I feel bad for Judd, but I really don't like him at the same time. And then what's the? I feel like such a butthole saying this because I just can't remember his name. He's forgettable to me, but I'm remembering him, which is weird. Um, the... Is it the Will guy? The guy... No, 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 no. Um... Is it the... The... The salesperson? The peddler. The, the salesperson. The peddler. The, um... Yeah, his name's Ollie. Foreign name. Ollie, what? Ollie Hawkin. Ollie Hawkin. Ollie Hawkin. 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 Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, I, mean I really don't care for him. Like, I get his, he's, imp I get why he's important to the story. Is he important to the story? Uh, it's important to the Annie side of the story. 
um, the part that I hate. Which you would argue is not important to the story. Um, but Annie is, oh, theater term here, Annie is a foil for Lori. Haha. She's a foil for Lori. Um, if you don't know what foil is, it is not aluminum foil. Um, that's what I thought of. But yeah. I'm a theater major. Yeah. I'm a theater person, and I, yeah. that's what I thought of. Yeah. She is a foil for Lori. She is meant to contrast and compare with Lori. So you have Lori, who's this more independent thinker who doesn't need a man, but wants Curly, but doesn't need him. And then you have Aduani over here who's like, I'm just a girl who can't say no, who wants men all the time and almost feels like she needs them. So, yeah. Yeah, well... It's it's a it's a musical for sure. I mean, it's definitely a musical. What, what, is it the best musical ever written? No. <laughs> yeah. Is it a landmark musical? Did it pave the way for many great things in musical theater? I would say yes, but not to go political again. But history just has a way of not being perfect, and yeah. but it happened, and that's Oklahoma. <laughs> That's a that's a good ending right there. I like that. Yeah. I like yeah. that. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean that's yeah. That it, it happened. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. So if you like traditional and historic musicals, then Oklahoma is the musical to see and it is for you. It is not my favorite, but it is a classic. Uh, so don't you have to kind of like the classics? Who knows? Um, you have to at least put up with them. Yeah. So yeah. Well, thank you so much for reviewing another musical, Lucas. Um, oh, it was fun. I don't feel like I was as ener- energetic as the last episode, but I was very deep tonight. But was, this was fun. It was a deep one for sure, but it was still energetic. And I hope to keep doing it again, over and over. Oh, we will be. We will be doing. This okay, is, good. This will, this will be a reoccurring segment, I think. I love it. I love it. I love so. it. I love it. Coming soon, Cats or Wizard of Oz. Who knows? <laughs> or a bunch of other musicals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Surprise me, I guess. But uh, anyway, yeah. thank you so much for reviewing another musical. Um, until next time. Um, now, I would like to officially announce that I am on new platforms such as Pocket Cast, Breaker, Radio Public, Google Podcasts. So all you Android users, you can just find me on your Google Podcast and Spotify. So if you use a Spotify, um, I am on there. Just search the Sure IDC podcast and you will find me and you will listen to all my stuff on there. So go check me out if you're on those platforms. If you use them, leave a follow and a like while you're there. Super appreciated. I love you for doing it. Uh, but uh, thank you so much again, Lucas. Oh, of course. Thanks for having me. Thank you. And thank you for listening. Uh, stay safe out there. And remember, you don't care.